As a contractor, I choose hardy fiber cement because I've seen it outperform wood-based siding and other hard siding materials. The high quality craftsmanship translates into beautiful and durable results that leave our customers at GFidel extremely satisfied. Using Hardy Siding has significantly reduced my callbacks and warranty claims too. At James Hardy, we're here to support you. From training materials to resources that can help you generate a greater profit. Learn more about growing your business with us at jameshardy.com/build. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. Luke Thompson. Hello. Back again. Yeah. Another round. I'm, I'm here to stay. Like I said, the suspension's been served now. Yeah. And, and I'm here. Charge man. Wait, you bad. Let's get, the, let's get, get these Wolves views across. <laughs> uh, Chris Merricks. How are we doing? He's here. Uh, Stu Hall is with us as well. And Dan, he's back again. Hi there. Second appearance. And hopefully the many more. The many, yeah. As long as Wolves are winning. <laughs> Maybe a deadline day signing. Is that right? Yeah. Well, what, what about more move to the Wolves poddy? Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we not, we're not yesterday. Talks are still ongoing, mate. <laughs> Agents are work permit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll get that training for abuse of the week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about the game against Brentford. Uh, we're going to look at August uh, for Wolves in general, how we've got on, and we're also going to look at ins and outs in the transfer window so far. It's so convenient that we're recording this on a Tuesday when the transfer window ends on a Thursday and all this could be completely irrelevant. We're ahead of the news. We're ahead of the news already. Great signing, Messi. Great <laughs> signing. <laughs> uh, so firstly, we're going to talk about an email we've got in from Alex Yates. Uh, now, you can send your emails to us, podcast at wolvesfancast.com, because we like getting emails. It's very rare. It's like a letter in the post, isn't it? It's like, oh, who's that from? Yeah. It's handwritten. It's another PPI. Yeah. Um, so this one goes like this. Tim Spears recently had a complaint saying his language wasn't consistent with Wolves' drive to be a family club, which I think is his whole filthy thing that happened on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I've never been comfortable with Wolves having this label. Part of the attraction is the tribal nature and edge, not to mention the advantage of playing in front of an in- imitate intimidating crowd uh, I'm a father and when I take my three year old son to his first game I accept the environment he's going to he will pick up swear words and witness confrontation I don't want him to see this um, as I will take him to if, if I don't want to see him sorry if, if I don't want to see him if I don't want him to see this I will take him to the ballet or villa what are your thoughts should should people be wary of going to a football match taking their kids for the first time is it you've just got to expect it and Teach your kid that you know these things do happen. Oh, Grown ups do say this stuff. I think it's there to be expected. It's football is it's hit the nail on the head. To be fair, that tribal passion, passionate, animalistic sort of atmosphere. You know, if if you take your child to the football and then become offended if you hear somebody say a swear word, then don't take your child to the football. Yeah. You know, if if you want to take your child to the football, you have to understand that fair and abusive language may be heard whether you take them to Man City v Man United for the Premiership title or you take them over the park to watch the Dog and Gun versus the Red Line doesn't matter what level of football great rivalry really. great rivalry oh, oh. I can't say it can <laughs> great rivalry yeah. Well, yeah Dog and Partridge versus Red Line actually <laughs> Wensfield but, represent yeah. but it doesn't matter what level of football you go to watch you are going to hear fell an abusive language. It's just, it's part and parcel of the game. And if people don't want to accept that, that's fine. But then don't go. Mm. Isn't that what the family enclosure's for? Yeah. I'm not saying that there won't be any swearing in yeah. there because I'm sure that there is every now and again. But there's a massive section of mulling you anyway. And I'm assuming that every ground has to have a family enclosure that you make that choice. You either risk them hearing foul and abusive language in other parts of the ground or you reduce the risk by going in the family enclosure. I don't see that there's any mm. problem. It, I think people just like to be offended for the sake of being offended nowadays. One, how, how, what, did, what was the word filthy? 
People are actually getting offended by the word utter filth. If people are getting offended by the word utter filth, that's Twitter though. You know, and it, it's a different world. It's the implication <laughs> of some sort of sexual innuendo. Is the way I think it was portrayed. But okay, what about what about when John Watson says he's absolutely twatted that goal? But that's John Watson. <laughs> no, but you know, it's. Yeah. I think if you've been offended by the word filthy to describe a passage of play on a football field, then I don't think anyone can really help you. You know, are you going to be offended that I just said the word passage because it can be referred to <laughs> as an anal back passage? <laughs> no, but seriously. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah. getting beyond so, pathetic. Yeah. Tutored, it's not tutored passage. <laughs> all over the pitch. A passage of play. Oh, oh he's... He's entered the box. You know, you could yeah. you could make yeah, an innuendo. Saying, I think people about... just like to be annoyed nowadays. It's English now. Just a lot people like yeah. to moan, don't they? Yeah, it's like Harry Enfield would never be allowed on telly anymore oh. for this kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, you can't say that. But what he said, it's people out of touch with actual modern English language. That's all it is. Yeah. I mean, the, the swearing thing. We've both got kids at the same school. We take the Bronx, but they're going to learn more swear words from that place yeah. than they do at football. And I had this. Same situation in the October when we played Norwich, when I took Ethan to his first game, and I said to him before, and I said, "Listen, there's going to be swearing there. You don't say it back. You just accept it. It's our football. You probably hear more swearing from Nan because that's what she gets. Like, yeah, sorry, mum, you swear more than I do on air. Um, but I said, this is it's in the context of football. It's just the way it is. And did he come back telling everyone to fuck off? No, he didn't. Mm. It's just common sense." It's grow up. Yeah, it's a family club. The fact they do the family things, and like you said, there's the family enclosure for that. But so we expect everyone to sit on their hands and say, "Oh, jolly good show." Mm-hmm. It's not in the fifties anymore. They want atmosphere, and yeah, okay, you don't have to swear. But if people get into the moment to create an atmosphere, then they may swear, not causing offence to anyone. Yeah. It's just <laughs> the modern way, isn't it? I don't, I, I don't see it's a big deal at all. I know. I mean, you've had this conversation before where we don't want. This family club image we want to intimidate <laughs> when they come to Molly. What flares going on? You do. You want Everything. smoke. You want pyro. You want flares. Yeah. You want... One of the first games I remember going to, and I was like six or seven when when we beat Blues three two, Bully scored a lot like winner. We we talk about okay. atmospheres and intimidation. Mm. That's what made you want to go again go as a yeah, 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 yeah. Not the swearing, but the the atmosphere. Passion, yeah. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah. anyone could lose it at any moment. Mm. Yeah, being on that knife edge. You know, because <clears throat> Molyneux was a, a far better place in the 90s, in the mid-90s than it is now, in terms of atmosphere mm. and passion. I mean, it, if, if we're being honest, the ground's very, very sterile now. By the safe bank, it's sterile, it's boring, it's flat, it's dry, it's dead. But, like Dan says, you go to matches as a child in the mid-90s, and you'd be like, you, you'd hear the whole, well, the, the safe bank and the north bank back in the day, Going at it, and the cup games against like Newcastle, even the mm. the Steve Ball was going at it, and the Billy Wright, and it, that's when you felt like yeah, this yeah. is my club. It's yeah, very ra- it's club. very rare now you get that kind of atmosphere. I think what Chelsea last season you had it, and then before that, I thought I think Derby we had in the year we nearly got in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. that game. But then apart from that, you don't really get that. Palace anymore. in '97, mm. yeah, that second second leg of the playoffs after um, we went three one down in the first leg, don't we? And, we could never get it back, but even that I was in the Steve Ball that that night, and I remember it like yesterday because it was such a brilliant atmosphere. Good atmosphere. I think going back to the, what you mentioned, the Chelsea game, then though, it was a good atmosphere, but it wasn't really intimidating from what I remember. It was just loud. But people would have probably been swearing, aren't they? Going back to the swearing point, that there would have probably a few bit of effing and jeffing, but I mean, you know. <laughs> It's a good way if people think that swearing's bad, then you're never going to change their mind, but just in a way that they want to show their emotion. But but what are they going to do when uh, they say, okay, well, we're going to get away from the swearing, so we're going to take my child to the family enclosure, then we're playing QPR at home. Is Ian Holloway still their manager? And he's there, fucking hell, you fucking prick. Pass the fucking ball, you twat. What the fuck was that? Then what are they going to say? So, I think he's wrote this so he can swear again. I'll take it this week. Yeah. So, so, hang on, hang on. So, eight minutes two, eight minutes four. <laughs> but, but no, if, if they've got an issue with swearing yeah. coming from the stands, 
if well, to be fair, you can if you sit close enough, you can probably hear what's being said on the pitch. Yeah. The atmosphere is so dead at the ground now because of people like that who complain about the word filthy, just neutralising the atmosphere. They're going to hear it from the managers. They're going to. It's, it's, no, you've just got to deal with swearing. It's, it's, it's this morning on the bus. There was a, a couple of girls, I mean, it was what, half five in the morning, there's a couple of girls on there, must have been about mid-twenties, early thirties, talking about pegging on the <laughs> bus in the middle of the, half five in the morning, it's 2017, it's a modern world. Did you get a semi? <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, that's on the morning. <laughs> I'll raise a smile at that <laughs> But you know what I mean though, it's, yeah. it's, it's a different world to, even in the nineties, it's, the stuff, I mean, I, I can't remember swearing like that until I was what secondary school probably yeah I can't remember it in primary school but you were on the playground and all the mm-hmm. all the, all the deadbeat mums and stuff giving them bad influence but you get it more from school than you will at football yeah 100% yeah. I think when I'm silly enough to become a parent like you lot because I've got my senses about it <laughs> when I, if I do have a child I'd, I'd like to take them to the football knowing that I'm there to explain to them that it's okay to use yeah. these words Mm. It's not ideal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just maybe responsibly. It's for me now. I'll probably have people phoning child line and whatever when I when I come out with this. But if I'm at the match with my lad and he's say fourteen and he goes, "Dad, he's a bit shit, ain't he?" For Forest, I'll be like, "Yeah, he is shit." To be fair, but if we was at home and was eating dinner and he's like, "Dad, this mashed potatoes shit," I'll be like, "Wash your mouth, out, You don't swear in the house." Yeah. But at the football, when it's just me and you and your mum out there. Go on, I'll let you get away with the odd swear. Yeah, be in control. Because, in my opinion, everybody's different. I, res- you know, I respect most people's opinions, or not everybody's. But um, but if you don't... I, I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> but no, if the biggest issue in your <laughs> life is the use of language in football stadiums up and down the country, I would swap your life and my life in a heartbeat because your life must be as easy as piss yeah, you might as that's well, the biggest thing you've got to worry about you might as well go and watch volleyball in Estonia <laughs> <laughs> if that, if that's nothing what, against Estonia <laughs> if that's what you want and that's the kind of person you're going to be then so be I've heard some utter filth on Eurosport watching Estonian volleyball to be honest <laughs> Okay, let's move on from that bit then. I'm sure other people have their views and let us know on uh, at WWFC Fancast on Twitter. Remember last week, uh, Luke, we did Celebrity Watch. Oh, yeah. Anybody yeah, yeah. who listens to the podcast who's a celebrity. Uh, yeah, it wasn't successful. Oh, okay. <laughs> we got one. We think we got one uh, from listener Darren uh, Grocut, who um, he, he thinks is a, a really famous uh, movie composer called uh, Clint Mansell, who, when he asked Clint, he retweeted it. So we're going we're gonna to say... He listens, <laughs> but he's done. He's done the music for films like Black Swan, Moon, The Wrestler. Funny enough, as well. Talk about that as well. Uh, so yeah. So one. Cliff Mansell. Oh yeah, great guy. Great yeah. guy. <laughs> I've heard him swearing in the same thing. Yeah. From time to time. So yeah. There's so gotta be at least one decent celebrity. I think. I think. You, I think you can put him in the decent Hollywood film composer. Never heard of him. <laughs> Robert Plant definitely does. We've got to inspire some of his songs recently. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> so I'll, if, I'll ask him this week, actually. I'll ask him if he's ever listened to me. So he's, he's only sits like. All right, Mr. Nine Dropper. <laughs> no, he, he, nah, he, he, he just he talks to him there every week. He's just normal. He's the most normal bloke I've ever met. So if, if you class yourself as a celebrity and you don't want to be named publicly, you can tell us that. Just email us podcast at allspancast.com. We'll say a person in this field listens. Yeah? yeah? We think so. Yeah. No one's going to do it. <laughs> uh, right, let's move on then. Let's talk about outs so far in the transfer window. And the biggest one for Wolves so far is Dave Edwards. After nine years, 370, 370 307 games and 44 goals, 17 assists, uh, Dave Edwards has left Wolves uh, for a report of £3 million pounds to, uh, not £3 million, pounds, £1 million, pounds, we're getting everything wrong today, uh, to Reading. Um, now, Dave Edwards is very, has become the last couple of years very much a Marmite player and... So, do you think David Edwards will be appreciated more now that he's gone? Yeah. 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 No. Oh, hang on, let's start with Dan's, Dan's no first. Yeah. We're, we're moving in a different direction now. I think it, sentiment's gone in this, this club now. We're, it's all about moving forward with sexy foreigners. Yeah, I think... <laughs> I'm down with this. But... Uh, 
I think the more the appreciation comes from what's been done rather than where we were going. That's yeah. why I think that a lot will say, do you know what, he doesn't fit now. <laughs> it was just like square peg round hole to where they were going. Yeah, he, he just didn't fit with what we're, tr- what we're trying to do. So. It's like um, Colin Cameron, he's well remembered, and he wasn't anywhere near as good as Alex Ray was, or Paul Eaton's at the time, even though I had Cameron on my shirt. Mm. But he's rem- fondly remembered of, and I think that's the kind of what you kind of mean. He's not going to remember, oh, he was better than Neves, because that's silly. But as a kind of, he was a good servant, he did his job, goals from midfield, that's what he did. He didn't do anything else because he couldn't do anything else because he wasn't that good. But nah. for the goals going midfielder and being a pest and running around, he'll be remembered for that. Yeah. How many goals was it again? 11 last year, Willie. No, I mean, since he started football. 44. So out of those 44, can you name, apart from Leeds and Man City in the Prem, can you name five goals that spring to the top of your mind? Like Fulham that? at home, QPR, QPR away, away, Blackburn away. Yeah, he's good. That was a good goal, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep putting his time. And Blackburn, where we had I'm talking pivotal goals, not just. Fulham at home, yeah, okay, 4-4. 4-3, didn't win the game. Did he? He probably didn't score pivotal goals, but he scored goals. That was. And last 10 last season, he scored 44. And you think about where we would have been last season without his goals, even with Costas. It was basically him and Costa, wasn't it, last season? Yeah. Really? And. Yeah, if Costa wasn't such a magician, he probably would have got player of the season last year, Dave. But that was yeah. because, as a collective, we were poor. Yeah, but then he, he at least saved us yeah, why, to an extent. Why was that sort of dross there? He was at times the best of a bad bunch yeah. in certain scenarios. So. I think I think with Edwards as well, there's a player who genuinely loved the club as well. You know, we spoke on the podcast earlier about a few certain players who have got that typical footballer brash arsehole sort of persona whereas Edwards f- appeared not to yeah. could be completely wrong um, but he did seem to genuinely love the club and the fans and the mm. people of the city mm. and he's been there a long time that comes with that because yeah. in footballing terms he was at Wolves and literally a lifetime wasn't yeah. it? You know, compared to the way transfers are now and contracts and all that sort of stuff they're a rarity because he seemed to be revived by Jacket I, I remember in League One, he seemed to come alive again. Yeah, yeah. and he's charity stuff as well. Yeah, he, he didn't go out there saying that he was doing all this every day, and, mm. but you, you got it through his company and everything else that he did. Um, but yeah, under Jackie, that it looked like he was on his way out because the whole club could have been dismantled at that point mm. and start again. But he was the one who survived, like the cockroach that he was, and he survived and he flourished. In League One, that's probably that League One was probably his level, mm. and he played above himself the year after. Um, but yeah, without his goals last year, we probably we would have been in serious, serious trouble. And no one else was stepping up to the plate. He proved himself on the line. He knew. He even said in every interview that he, he had, he knows he splits the fans. No one else comes out. Yeah, to exactly. Say that. And like, like Luke he, said, just with the way he's around the team, and everything, he never portrayed himself to be anything any different. Mm. I think that's one thing that you can say that he obviously knew what his level was. And he knew that with all these players coming in and what was happening, he must have thought for a, f- a few seasons maybe that could it be his last one at, at Wolves. Mm. But I don't think he was ever anything. He's different. just a humble footballer right now. But yeah. I know that we've had this conversation before where if we've got a year's pre-season, we could run around the pitch like he does. Cause yeah. That's that's what we want. That's what we want. What we want yeah, to see yeah. on the pitch. But from a technical point of view, it's the I'm right decision. Than him. Yeah, it's, it, the right it, decision. it's the right decision from a technical point of view. I think just being a bit of soppy, mm. it would have been all so right. It's if not fair got... on him to stay around there because he's, he's, he's not going to get the game time. Yeah. He's, he's coming yeah. to the, the end of his career. World Cup season as well. Yeah, and he could still make the squad. And to, for his career, he's been at the European Championships. To make a World Cup before he retires, it's fantastic. I wouldn't mind being a shit as Dave Edwards technically yeah. playing in the World <laughs> Cup in, the Euros. He's in serious trouble with the Welsh squad now because Lee Evans <laughs> has been called up again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quaking in his boots. But, uh, before we started recording, Chris, you were saying that it, it was a bit sad, actually, all in all, really. Yeah, it, was. That... it was just a bit weird that I'm not bothered that he's gone, and I thought that he would have gone maybe a bit earlier on in the season, but when they, when they released the, the montage of some of his goals and his best it was like, oh, he's actually gone then. Yeah, it was a bit so surreal. Seeing like, your, like seeing your ex with someone else. <laughs> And if, if you were to Seeing say... that Reading shirt was horrendous. If you were say to a Reading fan, right, 
we bought this Dave Edwards guy a few. How would you describe him as a player to to a Reading fan? What are, what are they getting? Technically brilliant. <laughs> Just to mess with their heads. Seriously, <laughs> now how would you honestly? How would you describe hard, hard working, late runs from the box if he's played in the right position. Paul Scholes about the passing ability. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty spot on actually. <laughs> getting into that corridor of uncertainty. As we cast. But no, he's a bit deeper than the corridor. What, the hallway? The passage? Yeah, the passage. Because <laughs> the corridor is, in my opinion, between about three and seven yards out. Edwards is more sort of nine to 15 yards. That QPR away goal, just just around the penalty spot, scattered around there, that's that's his role. Yeah. But anything out that, outside that box. <laughs> and you know what, it depends. He might what, as well be running the line. It depends what Reading have brought him for. Mm. They could, have brought, isn't they could have brought him just for experience. And then is there a case for us that we've got so many imports coming in, we still do lack someone of that experience? Yes, we've got Danny Bart and Halls who know the league, but someone with that vast experience, is that still a bit of a missing factor in the squad? Well, people will always say that. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I know it's early days, and if, you know, but I'm just saying. I'd rather... I mean, it's the best of a bad situation, but I'd rather keep Price than Edwards. If you're like, someone who's been here for a while, who's going to play in midfield when one of them two either gets injured or a lack of form or, in Stacey's case, suspended, um, we probably need another central midfielder. And if one don't come in the next two days, I'll be amazed, mm. as well as a striker. But They probably looked at what you've just said there, Stu, in regards to we've got Price and Edwards. We need to free up some room in the squad. Which one are we going to keep? Yeah, and you've got Ronan as well yeah. for that position. Which is, he says, is his most natural position. I don't think it is, but, no. um, but he just doesn't work in this system. I mean, at Southampton, he was, he was disciplined, and that's all I could. That's all I could say. Mm. He was a six out of ten. He didn't do anything wrong, but he didn't really do anything right. And Price was more, f- more ahead of him, yeah. and that's. And under the new coaching staff, we knew now and that who who's going to potentially grow more as a player not become a first team regular but they've got more chance of developing mm. Price into something that they want than Edwards because you can't Lemon yeah. doesn't change its spots there's more value in Edwards as well than Price what financially? I think so how much reckon we get for Price? if Price, Price really proved at championship level I think the money goes out the window now doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, really it's wages now really they've still got to balance the books haven't they? I know you mean because of international and all that kind of thing. If you're looking at it sensibly, that where money was in relation to how good a player was, they'd probably be about the same. Or Ed was, like I said, probably a little bit more for what he's done. Who in the championship's going to pay a million for Jack Price? Ready? <laughs> I, I don't think they would. And no, no, no League One team's going to pay a million for Jack Price, are they? Mm-hmm. No, so, when you so say that, like that it's, would, it, would a, a championship team play it? Pay a million for George Savile, but Millwall did. Is it? Mm. It don't make any sense anymore. The, no. the money's worth. Yeah. Well, scored again the weekend. <laughs> Iman Wallace, Chad Wallace, your mate. Madden I still think that's a joke after seeing them both play. That yeah. neither of them looked like they could get a shot on target a lot of times. Savile scored two headers, didn't he, against Derby? Yeah. Let me give it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if he scored with his foot and then he said it now he's on the score sheet. Don't yeah, but they've been on for that Chelsea Miss Savile. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it shows you like last season where they just unhappy and they get a brand new challenge and they feel reinvigorated again. I think Savile oh, playing yeah. left back for the majority of the season probably didn't yeah. do many favours, but he'd done a job, didn't he? Really? And they were picked. They were signed by Wolves because we, you know, thought they had something about them. I mean, just you come into an environment and actually, you that know. Was- Different environment of the club, they were trying to buy <coughs> cheap League Two players to try and sell them on for a decent yeah. value if they didn't come off well. I don't think Savile was a better left back than he was a midfielder last season, and that summed him up. Mm. And I was thinking, he, he had the potential when he was at Brentford, he came here, it was massive disappointment. Massive disappointment, and this is one of them. Yeah. If he goes somewhere else and moves on, and he's like uh, Mendes Liang, for, he went down the leagues. Sorted himself out and looking at McCarty for now, great yeah, player. Yeah. So he might just be one of them. They, they needed both needed a new challenge. And, and fair we, play to him. We roll with Uncle Mendes now. Yeah. He's <laughs> a different circle. Senor Jorge. Senor Jorge. <laughs> okay, so Dave Edwards gone. Also at the, the door is Nua Dika. He's joined Hull for a reported three and a half million. Could rise to four and a half million as well. <laughs> really? 
Well, that's what I saw yeah. a tweet from a, a reporter. Add-ons, I bet the add-ons, if they get promoted, they'll <coughs> still yeah, yeah. For, yeah. If we score 50 goals, they get promoted. Yeah, yeah. and they win the League Cup. Nua Dikai, <laughs> how do people feel about his departure? Someone that should have gone, or perhaps we should have we should have kept gone. him around? Should have gone. gone. Should have gone. What's he going to get you next season? A maximum of... Ten. Well, sorry, this season. Ten. Max. You know, he's... Even before the knee injury, was he really that good? Oh yeah. really? Yes, Come on! Do you think? Yes. Yeah. Before, be, I'm sure if you you were on here two or three years ago, you'd be raving him up. Well, yeah. Let's hope there's no clips. Of me <laughs> no, there will. There will be definitely because <laughs> we've said it. But even <coughs> when Dicko was on fire, is he a Premier League? Was he a Premier League striker? No. He was top in no. Championship at that time, yeah, which is where we were. Yeah. He was top in Championship. Checking. Yes, he was. Them, them three together in that, that six months. They complemented each other. That, exactly. Take that, that three's not together now. Yeah, but look at all three of them. They're all shit now without each other. They none of yeah. them have done anything without each other. Yeah. Sacco went to Palace, failed. Afobi's gone to Bournemouth, failed. Yeah. Dicko got knackered. It was sad, but he's not the same player. All three of them completely completely. It's like just, Johnson and the other guy who was was got Dan. Yeah, at Birmingham, great together, awful apart. Yeah. I just think with Dicko, I just think he's got. His finishing and his composure for a striker is absolutely terrible. Yeah, but has that gone out of him since his injury, though? I don't think his finishing and composure was that strong, even when. Do you think? It was. Do you think? I don't. It was. Was. I, I agree with that. I remember remember like the, a couple of snapshots, like as a, as the Leeds as a, one, where he the caught Leeds the home game when we won four three. He caught the keeper off. Why he was shooting from that distance when he uh, apparently he had the same sort of situation at Shrewsbury in pre-season where he. He had about 30 yards to one of the keeper in his shot. Yeah, we're saying his composure is terrible. I, 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 I think, but when well, that, well, that season, that when three. he was Dicko and Falby yeah. Sacco, everything was clicking at that time. Yeah. yeah. They work together. Yeah, they do. And it might, the three of them, it might have masked his shortcomings, but at that time, in that, se- that six months, he was a great striker. The season after when it was all broke up, you, it took, was, you took part of his game away. And yeah. I, th- I think when he did well, our expectations were that season to try and scrape the playoffs. Our expectations have changed now, and with that change in expectation, we need to change in striker. And and Dicko just wouldn't have cut it. Well, he's not going to get he's not going to get any team promoted with his goals. I said only last last season there. I said, in, being generous, I'd give him pre season and just see. Mm. And he's come back, and he's as bad as he was. I mean, the, the the goal against Hull, fair enough. It's filled them to sign him for that money, but. Apart from that, Southampton was absolutely pathetic. That it was, one chance it that was it abysmal. Missed. I'd love to. I'd love to see his um, ev- his sort of um, shot completion ratio for this season. Thirty percent. And we're only what four what's, what's four that? games. Are guys being on target or just goals? No, just on, on target. Because oh, okay. goals, yeah, you team say thirty percent. You know, it's it's, and, and that's not good enough. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. but it's not. I mean, it, Oh, no, lovely Dyson. guy though lovely guy Dyson. well yeah again great but, but having nice guys has done nothing for us has he we need some nasty bastards in it now to sort it all out but like Dyson said in the, in, the, in the intimate special group chat earlier that he was yeah it's a bit sad because yeah of you know, the, the highlights of away games but he's done nothing he hasn't run around like he used to do which was part of his game dragging defenders away for the others he just kind of gets there he gets lost and he doesn't seem to know what to do. And is that it's, the system though? As it's well, another though. one who's a yeah. victim of the system. I remember being surprised when we signed him that for his height, he could hold the ball up. Not too yeah. bad. It wasn't yeah. all his game, but you know he could put it about. And I don't know if it's just like a mental block since the injury, but he doesn't look like he's he, got he, that bit of grit anymore. He don't get he, off the he, floor. He had, he had that kind of low centre of gravity, didn't he? Where you couldn't shove him off the ball despite his height. It was incredible. But you know, I've got to... He was a good striker he was. back in the day. He was. He was. Three. But he's not yeah. in that three. But as soon as one left out the three, the other two looked bang average. Mm-hmm. And then when Afalbi went, and injuries and all that sort of stuff, but he's average at best. And he was only ever going to come off the bench for us this season if he stayed. Yeah. He was never going to start. So another one that's departed is Lonergan, but... Really, I honestly goal. think he's one of the worst goalkeepers we've ever had at the club. Mm. In our lifetime, there's yeah. been no one. Even Dean Richards, God rest his soul, was a better keeper than him. And he was awful in that Stoke game. Did Absolutely he, diabolical. Did he save the penalty, Dean Richards? I don't think so. We lost 4 1, day we? I'd agree we've with had it. a few players going off. Remember, like Tom Bennett winning goal against the Albion and. Uh, Doherty last season. Well, you talk mm-hmm. about goalkeepers like Postma and. 
Oh, no, Paul Jones' second spell was absolutely dire. But Andy Lonergan kicking everything. That that derby game when he was he, he fling, flung himself across yeah. a six-yard box and he was just nowhere near. <laughs> That's something what kids do in the back of the garden. <laughs> the, best, the best one to sum up Lonergan was that attempt at a save at Bristol City. If you look at it, and he, he just kind of he kind of spun in the air like some kind of fairy. And I thought, well, what are you doing? Um, so obviously we're recording this podcast on Tuesday, so by the time you listen, you probably know who Wolves have signed. But just for the fun of it, gentlemen, a striker is the top priority. Who would you like to see Wolves snap up in the next few days? Um, Jordan Rhodes being the big name linked at the minute. Don't do it for me, no more. Two years ago, maybe, but he's. Although he could just be one of them. He's moved to the wrong club and he's had a bad time there. Depends what sort of feel I'm looking for as well. I mean, would you pay more than what all have paid for Dicko? Not me personally. And you you ain't going to get him for less than eight, am you? Uh, Being that optimistic eight. Is it Sheffield Wednesday now? Mm. I mean, the strike is that that New Year's still at Sheffield Wednesday? If he's behind him, then I'm really not interested. Do we think, though, that from the way we've done our transfers, that we're now still, I know it's only two days, but do you think we've been actively looking over the last week as we didn't have an idea, or we have just been going through the motions, getting rid of some others, and they already know, and there's potentially already a deal done? Yeah, they're just going to wait for people to leave before... Correct, yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem like we're going to be ones now that, oh, so Dwight Gale, oh who Newcastle are going to sign because then they'll let him go then we'll be in for him it doesn't feel like that it just, seems, well, it just seems odd that we've done all this business early on the striker was still the top priority you would think and it's it's come down to literally the last two days of the window I just hope it doesn't go all yeah. sour all of a yeah. sudden it might just be because I was working out who was going to be in starting 11s for teams and now it's coming to the end of the transfer window people are going to be trying to actively seek yeah. moves away well, surely you would have bought someone who is still in that starting eleven. That quality, not the guy who just yeah, can't I mean, make. A bunch of cars starting for Porto every week, and we've we've still been linked to him every <laughs> yeah, other day yeah, with Mendes link and whatnot. Because if we're this key team now with all this money and we can get who we want, surely that is, those are the type of players we should be after. If we can throw whatever money at people, not the, not the guy who oh Someone he's on he's been on the best last two weeks because he might have to move on. Do you yeah. see what I mean? You know, like Andy Carroll at West Ham. Because I think we're in yeah. a we're in a weird position now where this striker's going to be a good name or people that. As you know, as as we always do, we're going to kick off about it. I mean, it could be that. Oh, well, if we bought, if we got a strike room with the rest of them, then what money are you going to get for Dicko? One million, because everyone knows that he's surplus, so his fee's going to go down straight away. So doing it this way round, thinking well, sell Dicko first, then get someone else in. Mm. You've got two million to play with it Just extra. Don't ba- balance the foot. Yeah, I mean, it, the numbers, yeah, yeah. it might be might be complete rubbish, but. It makes some kind of sense um, to give him one last chance. He's ain't worked, and he's gone. And think, well, we've got three million rather than one, one and a half. Put it towards whoever he's whoever he's going to come in. I mean, some, someone like I mean, Dwight Gale would be perfect. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Would he fit the system? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I, mean, he's, I think he'd thrive in it. I'm yeah. still a bit unsure. Wasn't I? He's clever. He's he's got more more to him than he showed. I mean, he, he's clinical as a kind of as a poacher, but his overall game is much much better than what we had with Dicko. Much yeah, he's better. been there and done it at this division as well. Yeah, he? exactly. Just think we need someone a bit more physical up top. But I think Bonatini can still come good, but he still needs a lot of game time. I think just to adapt. Yeah, well, Bonatini's been playing in a rubbish league for a whole year. It's going to take. I mean, at Brentford, he's not pre-season either, has he? Yeah, at Brentford, he looked decent. He looked like he was. He had something about him, and to me, he has all season. There's something there. It's just going to take a while. In the two weeks international break, he ain't going to go and play in the Brazil side, is he? So he's going to be at Compton training, getting himself up to speed. So it, it might help him having the the break as it is now, and then you bring someone else in, at least one. And it showed you with them letting the duck go down the river for a little <laughs> bit that they're not going to see that. Any of the younger players out the twenty threes are going to make that jump yeah. up any time in the next before January. So I think that it will be a, a definite signing. Yeah, I mean it's what he said about Wilson as well, um, uh, and his goal at Southampton, great. Yeah, he's running, he, he did more in the two minutes he was on the pitch than Dicko the whole game. I mean, he, looking, he looked focused, he looked dangerous when he yeah. came on. Dicko, there's no confidence in him, and it's, it's a shame, but. 
you've got him and um, the young kid who, who scored at Peterborough, uh, Samuels, as well as absolute backup. Yeah, I'd rather have them as absolute backup than you know, arsing around with Duckins and yeah, anyone else. So one has to come in still. Yeah, two, two ideally. Is anyone any names in particular? We talk about Gail, but anyone else who perhaps you might see linked that you think have them in? It's all. Links this Jordan Hugo. I'm not keen on him either. He seems a bit of a Chris Wood lump up front. A Chris Wood lump up front who scores. He's looking for a striker. Chris Wood and he scored the, nearly thirty goals last Chris, season. Chris Wood isn't very good at football. Without care. What do you think of uh, Ronaldo? Yeah, best ever. <laughs> best in the world. That right, Chris Wood. Stop yeah, rising. he was scoring against Tottenham. We took a goal, stored our rating. I think it's just a big <laughs> lump. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're on about trying to play nice, attractive football with Chris Wood. When you've got a strike like that, when things aren't going your way, you just resort to lumping it up, don't you? To the lump. Mm-hmm. Lump to the lump. Yeah. We're, we're going to make a massive statement on transfer window now, I've just feeling. We're going to smash the transfer record again. I've just got a feeling. The gamble's More than a feeling. Oh, sorry. More than a feeling. Yeah, more than a feeling. <laughs> Inside knowledge. Um, and then where else on the pitch? On the centre midfield and uh, left back were the... We don't, we don't, we don't need a left back. back. Nah. Yeah, Douglas. I don't know that's Vinagre. He looks decent. Vinagre. He, he, looked, he looked good going forward. We'll see how he fares with against a decent winger. We're going to sign Andre Gomez from Barcelona. We discussed this, didn't we? Yeah, it's going to happen. It's happening. It's going to happen. We're just waiting for international clearance. <laughs> As mentioned earlier, this is like pre-recorded, so yeah. when Gomez does sign, does. We, we, we said it first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when he doesn't, you know, he's only... People are going to sign him from Barcelona, you're mad. <laughs> this is obviously a transfer talk, but there was an odd slash the other day of um, Ashley Barnes. He's a horrible footballer. Who is actually? I don't know who that's from. Burn, Bro- he scored against Brian when we had like Sol back in manager. I think we like pulled it back to like two one. He scored like about a minute after we equalised. And I thought, oh. you were... yeah. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he scored the other day. I'm sure he did in the cup. Yeah, he might. What for, so who did he play for? I, I think Burnley. 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 So sure. basically, Burnley replaced Ashley Barnes with Chris Wood. So no further questions. <laughs> Move if, on. If, if he's worse than the lump, I've got quite yeah, a, yeah. I don't know how to describe him. Who knows who we're going to have? Yeah. <laughs> At no this moment, knows. we have. It's going to be another one now. We've been linked to this, as I mentioned, just Tiquinho. I've never even heard of him. He's, he's 101 on FIFA. I tell but how, how dare you not know he is? That's the thing. <laughs> and the Abubakar thing. My, my football manager um, ability ain't as good as it used to be. <laughs> oh, you know, football manager, if you, were, if you purchase this year's, you can get the new one for 28 quid. Up until October, mm. on Steam. Still only at game. No, 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 not a game. <laughs> not a game. Steam only. Looking I'm a mate. I'm looking a mate. for a free football manager. Then yeah. game. Come on, Miles. Send it here. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, let's move on. You two, just move your, just move your back, mic back a bit. Just not picking you both up as clearly. There we go. Just You're around the game now. Okay. You two might just have to come a bit closer. Oh, Sorry, yeah. just for, for my Sports Direct. Oh, yeah, okay. they're a third of game now. Yeah, Mike actually spent oh, yeah, Newcastle's yeah. transfer budget on quite <laughs> a point game. <laughs> Did he All actually right. do that? Yeah. <laughs> games oh, are third down by Sports Direct. He didn't actually spend Newcastle's transfer budget on points. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he did. No, he only spent Newcastle's transfer budget on getting hammered. <laughs> Okay, let's talk, let's talk about the last game then in Wolves drew nil nil away at Griffin Park against good Brentford. Point. We're going to talk about that in yeah, a second. End to end stuff. Either stuff. Either team could have scored. It was one of those generics. How did no one score? But all in all, it was a point before the international window. Stu, you went. Mm-hmm. Did anyone else go? No, no. I was there in spirit. With you were there in spirit. Yeah. I was there on Facebook Live watching a stream. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. then, um, Stu and um, Dan's illegal stream. <laughs> How did we? Uh, how do, what do you think in general? Firstly, frustrating, very, very frustrating. Yeah, um, it was one of them where I mean, they had a legitimate case. They could have won two, three nil. It was the first time we've looked a bit shaky at the back at times, and the post saved us. Ruddy had a great save, which he pushed wide. Um, again, he had his Ruddy moment where he just kicked the ball into the back of someone's head. <laughs> Just what the one I presume it's someone's head because the massive pillar holding the upper tier up is in the way. 
So you just saw the ball almost go horizontally at head height and then just come back. Um, it was it was just one of them. You just take it on the chin, you move on. But mm. that breakaway at the end, oh, <laughs> the three on one. I was walking the dog, watching it on my phone. <laughs> and when we had that breakaway, Miranda's running three against one, and he ends up offside. I nearly threw my phone at the house. Did you just not? He ended up offside. No, he just delayed the pass. Yeah, too he just delayed. Oh. It was, it was careless to be offside, but he, he waited so yeah. long to pass the ball. There was Cavalero up three on the left, Dicko on the right, and I'm just thinking. I think he he was. Why he, Miranda? Why? I mean, he almost had too much choice, and yeah. he confused his little self. And if he, if he'd passed it to Cavalero, it wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been a problem. But I mean, Dicko, again at the end, he didn't get off the ground. He was an open goal, and he got out jumped by defender. Yeah, yeah. Head across back across the box here. And. To be fair to Miranda, I know. Um, There's been w- some recent criticism about him, though. I've, I've I don't know what. Up until Saturday, kind of justified because he had a shocker against Cardiff. Mm. Um, Miranda, we talk about now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a walking red card. Um, um, Wait, he looks. He looks dangerous. Just imagine him like dressed as a red card. Walking <laughs> <laughs> him. Morning, well, boys. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought, I thought actually at Brentford he had his best game so far, apart from. He's got a lack of brain at the end. Um, I don't think he, he run the risk like he has done recently. I think he look, he's kind of knuckled down and think, oh, let's watch videos of what actually happens in the championship. And it's not some kind of kung fu party. Mm. Um, and I thought he did okay. And my uncle said, because it's the first time he's been away since his, knee opera, his hip operation. So he was at the upper tier. And he said he couldn't believe how much Cody speaks to everyone and how close you are at Brentford. That's all you could hear, Cody. Oh, That's why he's got the cabinet, isn't it? Because no, obviously didn't. Nuno's seen him in around the dressing room and he's just a typical scouser and he ended up yeah. shut up. He was, <laughs> my, he was, he wasn't just talking scouse rubbish either. He was all, it was actual common sense, which amazed him and then he'd tell him. Yeah. Um, but Vinagra started the making, yeah. as he was at Southampton. He was better at Southampton, um, but the pitch is bigger. He's so, just on loan, isn't he? With an option to buy. As, I think How much do you think we'd have to pay for him? Two million, maybe three million. He wouldn't. He's not going to be a fifteen million pound left back. Is he one of these that will sign for two or three mil? Then the, the season we qualify for the Europa League when we finish sixth, we sell him to like Man City for thirty-seven million pound. <laughs> or, or he could be the. He could be like Sam Vokes and we, he, he gets in the team at the wrong time, and he drops mm. down the leagues and then comes back to haunt us. Like every other <laughs> twenty million Carl Walker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought Neves. Had a quite game. Mm. Very. He was. I think that the pitch. It's one he's got to get used to. The pitch was. It's not the widest there, is it? And it's, he couldn't do his pinpoint passes to because yeah. there was nowhere to run to. But what you're saying that they could have won it two or three. Now you probably have to give them a, a bit of credit. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, they shouldn't be where they are. They're in a false position. Absolutely no way. Well, they're still bottom of the league. No, I'm guessing second from bottom. He's gone bottom. But they, uh, Bolton. Oh yeah. Terrible, but they haven't won a game. Oddly, they haven't won a game still all season. No. I don't know. I, I don't know who, because we we know we all know how Brentford play. They don't change. I mean, they must have had a, a lot of bad luck, um, going on that performance. But I mean, equally, Doherty should have scored. Apart from them here in the post, I thought we had the better chances. Yeah, we had the better. I mean, they they had the post. They had one that was across the box that he kind of really fell over. Um, there was a save from Ruddy as well in the first half, where he pushed wide and. Apart from that, there weren't any really where we looked in danger, um, but we had the better chances. And three can, one-on-ones we missed. Three, Cavalero went one into the side netting, uh, Dicko missed one at the end, Doherty blasted over from five yards out. Um, Bonatini and Vinagre both missed one-on-ones in the first half. Yeah. Vinagre so it was more, it was, it was a tight angle to be fair, yeah. when he was at the edge of the box. Um, Bonatini's he probably should have done better. Um, but again, it wasn't a boring nil-nil mm. it was just one of them where you think like last year there until the 80th minute when we came alive and I jumped out on his back um, up until that point we didn't look at scoring last season and this time it was it was almost a carbon copy but we just couldn't force the ball out of mm. the line it was just frustrating more than anything else I heard a lot of good things about uh, Jota as well good game which one? Uh, the uh, Wolves uh, version our who has silver on the back yes silver yeah. yeah silly yeah, was oh, sorry a, I was uncorrected now there, there was there was a, a blow there said so, who, who's this silver guy oh, I don't know about him 
there's no point. It's just no point. He's because yeah. they don't learn. They don't listen. So what was he like then? Best player for Wolves? Yeah, easily. Yeah. Best player. He should have scored. Um, he was. I think I, I said it when in my uh, earlier appearance this season where I could when I could barely speak. Um, that I think he's going to be the one who's signing the summer rather than Neves. Any any goals you reckon he got him? This season. 13, 14. He's that one goal, doesn't he? Yeah, he when just, he gets off the mark, I think yeah. that'll be it then. Yeah, he just Do you think he's got a lot of assists in him as well. Yeah, I mean he's just he's just dangerous. Mm. He, 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 and at Southampton, coming back to that game because he was so impressive, he was tracking from the edge of our edge of their box. He tracked back to left back, won the ball. Do you know what I love about that? I love that. Yeah. The amount of people that said. Especially from opposition fans, yeah. oh, sorry, all these fancy damn foreigners yeah. that are they going to want to work on a Tuesday night? Well, actually, yeah, to be Tuesday fair, night, they're, they're the quality <laughs> footballers, yeah, yeah, no yeah. matter what day of the week yeah. it is. It's yeah. like I love it. people say this, like, like you like foreign teams don't work, <laughs> like they're all lazy, yeah. but yet they all dominate us in, in <laughs> European football, yeah. And We've got such yeah. a weak mentality <laughs> when it comes to football. It's unbelievable. So they're all like, hey, green go. Yeah. yeah. You've got yeah. a graft you Oh, look at the foreign foreigner there. Give him a shoulder bod. You won't want to know. Well, actually, to be fair, he probably still won't want to know. And he'll just end up mugging you off. Mm. With yeah, your... you try and land a uh, shoulder bod. You end up just having it yeah. fall into the ground. He'll just put his foot on the ball. Stop. You'll fall in front of him. It's like the bridge in Wentzville. They, they, how long did they say that bridge was going to be fixed by? Four, <laughs> months. Right. four months. Four right. months. Four months to fix it's a been, small bridge. There's been local uproar. Do you know what? They haven't even done anything to it. It's <laughs> just palm at the road. <laughs> it's local news. <laughs> they took it apart, re- reinforced the beams, put some new bricks on, and it took eight months. Eight months. Shocking. Eight like, months. Like yeah. I've been to but, Wentzfield since we used to train at the Jenny Lee Centre when I was back. Oh, that's not even there, though. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a massive as estate, though. But, yeah. but we, we took eight months to build a small bridge in a little village. China built a, a massive suspension bridge in six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Great Wall of China was built quicker than <laughs> when Wentzfield <laughs> Bridge was renovated. It's the same thing. It's, it's all it's xenophobic. It's xenophobic bollocks like that Daily Mail thing. The whole thing, nice link. It's just a lot of rubbish. I was talking to a Villa fan when we signed um, <coughs> uh, Yota. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Yota. I don't know. I mean, you you say, Jota's Portuguese. Yes. Jota's Portuguese and then Yota is Spanish. Spanish yeah. Yeah. When we signed Jota, right, I was talking to this Villa fan because um, they signed John Terry around the same time, didn't they? And I remember <laughs> the Villa fans were like, I, I said, Jota, like, I was like, what a signing. I can't my club has just signed a player of this calibre mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, yeah but look we've got John Terry I said you will get 30, you will get 35 games out of him you won't I mean the may but in my opinion you won't get 35 games out of him because I just don't think he's I don't think they'd want 35 games out of him exactly exactly and they sold the, the run out of ours that's how stupid they are all, all the response was yeah but you know he's English ain't he he knows the league <laughs> well no he doesn't know the league because he's never even played in it and oh but yeah you know these foreigners have got to settle they've got to adapt well actually no they haven't because a lot of foreigners come to English football and probably do really really well um Sally Al Jabbar needed to adapt like Jota doesn't like why do these fans think John Terry at 36 years of age on £100,000 a week is a better signing than Jota I just don't understand this mentality because they think he's 26 and he's and he's got David Louise and Gary Cahill next to him when in fact he's <laughs> yeah. probably got James Chester and Alan Hutton <laughs> wake we, up and smell the he's looking so poor ain't he? he's just he's exactly what we said he got roasted in the um, well he probably has got roasted as well but in that game against Chelsea in the cup <laughs> <My man. laughs> that was not proven it wasn't not hurt um, in that game against Chelsea in the cup he was um, he was slow and he was pulled all over the place we thought, well, if he's like that against us, who were nowhere near on on the pace last season, over a forty six games a season for Villa against teams with strikers who can run at him, with no protection, with one of the slowest other players next to him, um, it's just a line not going to work. It's a shambles. Yeah. And you look at them on Friday nights, and they were absolutely awful. 
But yeah. back to Brentford, I mean, there's not much more to say really. It was a draw, a solid point to them. We're all saying yeah, everyone took a point before the game, yeah. wouldn't they? Brentford's yeah. a tough get, place to go, regardless of where, where yeah, they are in the league. They'll be in the top half, the, top half of the table in the season. No, mm. no, I mean, going into the break, only losing one game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would. You look at that because we don't know how, how it settled before the Leicester. How we performed against Leicester, and you think then, then games. You think well. Typical Wolves, it'd be three, maybe five, six points from that sensible mid-table start. What we've got now, you can't fault that. No. It's been a great start. So it's been a whole month then, August has come and gone, we've got the international break. Wolves, five wins out of seven, third round of the Carabao Cup. I hate that name. Um, what, how would we assess uh, Nuno's start to the season? I'll give him an A. An A? I'll give him an A. What would you give him in terms of the new grading system? With the cheating way or the new way? A seven. A seven? Yeah. I don't know what that is. In the, but it goes up to nine, doesn't it? Yeah. Like nine is like top A star. Yeah. Eight is probably a lower A star to a top A. Yeah. Seven would probably be like a solid A. A solid A. That's what I'd give him. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Totally. Totally different. Changed the way we played. Something that we wanted that other managers have tried with poorer squads, admittedly, um, across the last few seasons and whatever. So, two points a game. Mm. Get you promoted. <laughs> I'd I'd have been over the moon with seven from the opening five, mm. like over the moon. Well, so to especially come away who with we ten. played. Beat a, beat Derby and Hull away. Beat Middlesbrough at home. Yeah, and get a, a, a point against Brentford, which we've well, you know also it's a tough place to go. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah I mean, somebody somebody was saying to me though yesterday, um, not a Wolves fan, but follows kind of Wolves results, saying, don't you think though in some ways that the draw against Brentford without having a win then the last two has kind of took the wind out of the sails a bit only a tiny bit there was that kind of dilation a tiny bit going yeah. into the window if we had maybe a win from that 12 points out of 15 you'd go into the window oh this is great but it somehow sapped I think it, it that was, excitement a tiny bit I mean, we, we could have won that, that, that that's the thing you look at just purely on the results yeah yeah you can kind of you can understand where they're coming from but on the performance the performance was there that we could have won that game and it's one of them that if if we'd won, would have been all people could have been getting carried away with two weeks to go, and then they'll fast over the forest tickets and all that stuff. Thinking, well, there's going to be a free for all that waiting, queuing up outside waiting for them. Mm. It's it's like a let's settle now. Let's, this is where we are. We've got things to build on. You don't want to be running away with the league this early. So you get picked off. If they'd have got beat at Southampton and not created a chance at Brentford, you could probably say, well. Well, wh- why is that? Yeah. We've yeah. gone away to Southampton with a totally weakened team and they only changed half of theirs. Still half a team, but they had some players that have played every week. And then you've gone away to Brentford who are a good team and you've took a point off them. Oh, brilliant. No one can say it's bad in no. any way. Yeah, yeah. And the Southampton thing as well, it was how we changed the whole squad, but it was like we hadn't because they still played the system. Yeah. They know what they're doing yeah, there. Yeah. It won't just, oh yeah... Put Savile as left back because we got no other left footed players in the squad. It was yeah. Though obviously there's theory behind there's theory behind it, and there's a player, two players for every position. Yet they're not as good as each other, obviously, but they're still now their role, and that's why said Hunter worked. And you think, well, how's he going to work rotating back again? It worked fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. we it's just needed bit. a little bit of luck, didn't we, by the sounds of yeah. it? Yeah, it turned it into three points. It's a bit building an identity. Yeah. The Wolves way. You brought him to it. I've fully brought up until we'd lost to Cardiff, we'd won the treble in my eyes. I was already like renewing my passports, <laughs> getting the Wolves tattoo, the lot of. But I think losing to Cardiff, I know it was deflating for everyone, but the fact that Mendes was there as well probably benefited us because he knows he's yeah. got to give us a good couple more good players here. Cause we, mm-hmm. we are a bit short still. Yeah. And I think them getting a refereeing performance like that out the way early let them know this is what English football's like sometimes you think well yeah get it out of the way now rather than after the international break they go away come back thinking well yeah we're going to have tough games occasionally it's not going to be all our way all the time so no I mean I was away I wasn't at the game but was it a case of a little bit of that they just played a different way to something that in the first so many games and that they hadn't been used to playing against an opposition you can't play against the opposition when there's blatant cheating going on and when you get certain things for it, it's got to be the same for both teams if they can go and kick you about and not get fouls then fine as long as you get the same 
but it wasn't like that. And that ref just, I don't have a go at refs normally, but he was one of the worst ones we've ever had since, apart from Uriah against Bolton. He was that bad. And it was, it was a joke. It, wasn't to, fair. it was a joke towards the end because everything, I mean, they were kicking us up the air. I mean, there was elbows flying into people's necks. Nah, yellow card. Stu and Dan, what would you give him grade wise? 7.5. 7.5. Dan? Oh, what's this new school system? I've, I've got no kids. You've lived in a different world to me. I'm still playing <laughs> FIFA. And Nine's the highest. I'll give it a 7. 7. So we're saying a solid 7 on the new grade, but an A Very on, on old school. Yeah. I think he's new knows himself just content with where we are and mm. I yeah. am I think the oh, problem we're going to have with Nuno is how do we keep Man United away from poaching him from us <laughs> I think he's that good there's going to be a big team that wants you know to I'm sure I'm going to have to go down the archives but you also said this not not Man United but you said something similar to this about Kenny Jacket in that season when he <laughs> went up oh As, no, I think I, you're lying <laughs> I don't think I am well what about, well, something about you know we've got to be careful with Kenny Jacket because you know he might how get how do you remember all these things because Dave? my mind is the archive he's got a Luke Thompson scrapbook of <laughs> <Yeah>. anecdotes <laughs> he said Colin Lark he was going to be the next Ronaldo <laughs> <laughs> Colin Lark just pull it out when I need when I yeah. need a good quote I'm sure you've said something like that before possibly sure. there was potential cause yeah. been, considering like he did pretty well on a small budget with yeah. Wolves I thought he wouldn't have had that injury, he would have been at least 200 goals now. <laughs> in the Glencrow. In Glencrow. Remember his goal? That was a great goal against Charlton, wasn't he? But imagine if Jackie would have had a good third season. Then teams might have sniffed after him. Mm. He's he's in that second players. season in the Championship probably went against him in the third season, didn't he? Mm. But he never really stood a chance. He won Sacco and... Fatalby went and then Dicko yeah. got injured. But but Nuno's already got the potential. He's managed in the Champions League before, so our big team he's gonna be on their radar yeah. when 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 they get rid of their managers. And I'm telling you that good things are coming to Wolves. I still yeah, think it's good. I mean I said the same thing after after Hull, I text my brother said, Lump on it now, League Champions. Because, and from what I've seen even Southampton, even Cardiff, even Britain, I still think we've got absolutely a half decent chance of winning the league because so many clips how, I can say yeah, yeah. We can so many out. clips because of how it's not just about the performances it's not about the results it's the, the whole club is different now. Yeah. and it's not oh, look, it's just awesome man. we'll do this for six months and change it it's not going to happen this time because all the wastrels have gone all the backroom staff gone the hangers the on the club's gone Cowsey club mm. yeah Cowsey club is a rough and ready club I firmly believe that this is why the media are properly hating yeah animals. they don't like it because the, the footballing world is gonna it's in for a massive shake up I'm not saying it's gonna happen tomorrow but within the next five or ten years we're gonna start roughing up the big boys and oh. the media once we get to the Prem and Mendes <laughs> can bring us his coins in the Prem it's, it's and a, would you say I'm well, telling you, would you say if little we'll, Dan gets excited <laughs> yeah. you get excited <laughs> believe me what's the trouble again a Wolves the NWO of uh, this if passion. that means something that's gonna take over <laughs> it's thingy honest to God quite me on this one and I don't care within seven seasons <laughs> We will have had at least one campaign in Europe. Unless Not North the Korea. Not the Anglo Italian their... Cup either. Yeah. Unless North Korea get their own way. We've been. What would seven seasons? That would be typical. Wolves get to the Premier League and North <laughs> Korea <laughs> yeah. That would be our look. Wolves will play in Europe within the next seven okay. years. So, what was that What was that Danny Bar quote again? That was when you were serving beer instead of pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Honest, honest. <laughs> I'll, our man's up for that Danny Bath one. I did get a bit carried away. Yeah. I am getting carried away. I am getting carried away, but I've got reason to get, I've got reason yeah. to get carried away. Now. Beyond the madness. Jeff and Hawkeye are going to do bits it's, of this club. Different. <laughs> okay. it's different. Let's finish it off then with a Twitter corner. You'll have to send us I your questions. Um, anything to do with anything, uh, oh. which every week it's now less and less about Wolves and more, <laughs> more anything else. And we will answer them. We start off with our own Alex Moore saying uh, Wagon Wheels or Jaffa Cakes. No contest. Jaffa Cakes all day. Jaffa Cakes Jaffa all day. Jaffa Cakes all Oh, hang on. Can you, how can you even... Over everything. Jaffa Cakes are one of the nicest inventions. Cake or biscuits. Oh, yeah, that's cake. another one. Clues in the name. You fancy pizza or Chinese tonight? Oh, we'll have a Jaffa Cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris? Five, two. I'm going to go Wagon Wheel. Wagon Wheel, Dan. I'll, I don't like either, to be honest. I'll, I'll go with um, 
Wagon wheels. Wagon wheels. Yeah. J- jammy wagon wheels. Yeah. Like wagon wheels are a great food up drink to throw it away, fans. <laughs> They're quite weighty, aren't they? Um, <laughs> Andy Smith says, if you played for Wolves, would you listen to the fan cast and risk hearing yourself getting slated by the panel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. supposed to spur you on. Yeah. To become and a I'd, better person and a footballer. I'd tailor <laughs> my you... celebrations around the slagging off that I've got as well. Okay. The first Example. thing I'd do... I don't know if you said oh shit I'd mimic taking a shit in the centre circle I don't know the first thing I'd do was I'd if you score like like Gutierrez did for Newcastle when he went to the crowd and got the mask on the Spider-Man mask you go out to the crowd and get the fancast logo and hold it up almost like a summer slum way it would spur me on to delete my SoundCloud (laughs) stop mucking about driving around the streets listening to your own music and maybe do a little bit more gym work. <laughs> Footballers' careers are very, very short. You're probably from, what, 18 to 34 if you've got a good career. After that, the money starts to dry up, the women stop calling, and the only thing you've got left is the fans' adoration, the ten you played in. <laughs> um, Adam on here says, uh, Mars or Snickers? About Mars. Shoes. Snickers. 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 Mars. Mars all day. Nah, Although, I'm a diesel when I get hungry. Recently, the um, the Aldi ones, the Titan bars. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. No. No, they're actually nicer <laughs> than Mars bars. I had, I had two. I had one next to another because I was curious about this fact. And I thought, well, I'll try it. I prefer Titan. Here we go. Throwing Ball statement. Ball statement. Their Titan beats it all. Uh, Ollie Wood, Tim Spears, or Nathan Judah. 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 You, you're a big fan of Judah. Judah. <laughs> They probably do listen to this, but he was there. Where do you think they get all the content from? Yeah. <laughs> Judah was there and saw the away end, and he was with his little camera. And he, he asked, and I thought, sorry, Nathan. I thought, you don't know who I am, of course you don't. But I thought, if I could actually talk properly, I would have probably gone on there, cross, cross streams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually like Nathan Judah. Yeah, he's fine for him. He, he talks sense. I think Spears gets some fucking shitty. I'd, so, I'd, I'd, I'll, I'll go on record and say I like Spears the more he starts playing to this villain character that he's got. <laughs> he needs to start being a proper heel. Proper start, put, start putting twi- tweets out just to annoy fans. He, he needs to fight Tim Nash. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he beats Tim Nash, as far as I'm concerned, he's just Judas number two. Macton um, says Which player would make the best detective in a gritty crime drama? I'm thinking Wolves player, yeah. He makes the best. Neves, maybe? Yeah, Neves. I don't know. Because with his passing, he can find anyone. Way. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cut that out. That's a tough one. I can see the name Ruddy, like on a detective's door. D.I. Like Ruddy. D.I. Ruddy. Cody. Get in here, like, Ruddy! Is that a character at the bill? You know, like, what was it? Taggart? Yeah, but like a scout. Really. <laughs> hey, lads! It's a murder. <laughs> um, Andrew Will says a favourite Wolves called hero who was actually rubbish. Mal, Mal Kamara. Mal Kamara. Yeah, yeah. For, just for that, that. He couldn't stop, could he? <laughs> yeah. he, was like the, he was like the one off the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, the skates. He couldn't stop. That that throwing at Barnsley away. And he, he literally ran five yards on the pitch. Yeah. He didn't realise where the light, where the, where the touchline was. He just ran onto the pitch and just took the throw in. And then the ref was blew up and he was like, what? Uh, Neil Daddy says, Jeff Shee, Lager or Stout? What do you think his tipple is? Because he obviously, before the Brentford game, even Laurie turned up at a pub and bought people drinks, so fair lager. play to them. He's a Lager man, do you think? I think Straight Jager bombs. Yeah. <laughs> I think he might, he might be a black and tan. What's that? Both. What? Lager and stout? No? Yeah. Because yeah. it's like lager and cider. Yeah, stout bottles. Turbo Shandy, a Smirnoff and a pint of cider. <laughs> yeah. No, well, black, black and tan is Guinness, and or no, mild and Guinness. You can mix them all up, but yeah, you can do it. All the stouts are available. Mm. Murphy's. Didn't he have like a, a pint of Banks' mole like the, the week that he bought yeah. a club and they made a big deal out of it? You went to the, the tour, didn't you? Yeah. No, yeah. I, was, I was in the paper when I, I met him at Wigan in that Brewers Fair, that two for one, him, Laurie, and his missus, two for one meal. Yeah, I was in there, I was on the other side. Yeah, This bloke with all this money rocks around in the Brewers Fair. Oh, it was one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Ryan Churchill, what's your second favourite flavour of ice cream? 
Not your favourite, your second favourite. Chocolate. Yeah. What's your favourite then? Strawberry. What? Play football with Ryan Churchill. Well, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I've had many a wild night with Ryan Churchill <laughs> over the years. Second favourite? Uh, strawberry. Strawberry. Mint choc chip. Mint choc chip. <laughs> I'd, probably, I'd probably say chocolate as well. How can you not have strawberries your favourite? Strawberry cornettos? No, no. Neap- Neapolitan actually. That's why I was strawberry second. <laughs> um, Fraser, KFC or Birking? KFC. Well, it depends on the halal content. Oh, God. Oh, oh, yeah, let's not start there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone? That one? Burger King. KFC. 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 KFC wins it. And finally, lemon curd or marmite and toast? Lemon curd all day. Lemon curd jam tarts. Beautiful. Yeah, lemon curd. Like Marmite. Marmite and cheese spread on top. That's just a lot. Cheese. Marmite. I'm not even <laughs> a cheese. Pack your bags. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. And that's Twitter Corner. Done. Thank you very much. And that's this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Hidden Smith Limited and Opera Creative. You can follow us all week on social media for your lols and trolls. Such search for us and you will find us there. International break. We're off for a week and we'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk about Millwall, I'm going to say. Yeah. Move. And that's it. We're off to listen to Late Night Love, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're back in a couple of weeks to talk about Millwall. Uh, but all in all, thank you very much for listening. It's bye from Stu. Bye. Bye from Dan. Bye-bye. Bye from Chris. All right. Bye from Luke. See you later. Bye from me. See you in a bit. Escape your everyday with out-of-this-world action. From the gritty apocalypse of the Walking Dead universe to the cyberpunk realm of The Watch and the criminal underbelly of Gangs of London, AMC Plus is more than entertaining. It's epic. Feel all the chills and thrills with Shudder's Halfway to Halloween Month. Experience Shudder's biggest month of horror featuring a new season of Creepshow and new movie premieres every week, all available ad-free and on demand. Start your free trial today at amcplus.com.